Welcome back to Star Wars Escape Pod and our very highly anticipated episode where we take a look back in time to all of the uh, the very first teaser trailers that came out for every single Star Wars movie. And this is a big deal because teaser trailers is what gets people hyped, you know? It's just the thing that gets people out their seat and into the movie theater so they can see a big movie and it's what makes a movie successful is uh, hyping up an audience, giving them a little taste as to what's to come. And uh, we're starting with... 1977's Star Wars. Another happy landing. All right, Blake, welcome back to the podcast. Well, hello there. Yes, good to be back. Good, good. Uh, I'm looking forward to this one. I've been looking forward to this one for uh, for a little bit now because uh, looking back at some of these teaser trailers uh, really has me nostalgic for, for some of this stuff. You think about Phantom Menace right now? I'm thinking about a lot of them, actually. I'm thinking about <laughs> Phantom Menace. I'm thinking about uh, Revenge of the Sith, uh, even the Clone Wars animated uh, theatrical release, which we Man. just talked about in our uh, deleted scenes um, uh episode and uh even even episode seven i mean like episode seven i saw the teaser trailer i was hyped you know and like i've got my oh, thoughts man. i've got yeah. my thoughts about the final film but i mean the the, the teaser trailer did what it needed to do and and so that's well done. that's what all of this is about it's just nostalgia is high yeah nostalgia high uh crank to 11 and just uh getting excited about what makes us get excited about star wars <laughs> yeah and i hope that we're able to talk a little bit about uh if we have any specific memories of them, yeah, like, of course. Time, because I know when we get to at least get to the prequel era. Uh, I just I vividly remember all like the TV spots and everything going on, and the deals with like Seven Eleven slushies and everything else. Yeah, totally. Yeah, <laughs> I almost wish we had someone to join us on the show here tonight who was around for the original releases of the original trilogy. Yeah, well, that being said, I guess anyone listening who who was around for those, uh, though, even the special editions in the '90s, if if uh, I mean, we're not covering the special editions, but uh, I mean, at least because they weren't technically the first things. But uh, if anyone does have any nostalgic memories from the original trilogy, uh, you know, send in a voicemail or an email and just uh, just write to us. We we love to read that kind of stuff, you know. Uh, so uh, yeah, we'd love to hear uh, from from our audience if uh, you have any thoughts to stories to share. We love a good Star Wars fan story. Uh, so uh, we're jumping all the way back to 1978, I believe that this is. Uh, and sorry, 1976. <laughs> Got my years mixed up. <laughs> Wrong way. Oh, that was a year ahead. Uh, 1976. All right. So a few things to note about this teaser trailer. Um, and uh, well, you know, what? actually, I'll bring these up after. Let's just let's just take a quick listen and and look at uh, this uh, original. Star Wars trailer restored from 1976. Uh, this is a this is a real special one here. 
You can, you'll, you'll be able to hear it in the narration. It's blue and not green. Somewhere in space, this may all be happening right now. 20th Century Fox and George Lucas, the man who brought you American graffiti, now bring you an adventure unlike anything on your planet. Star Wars. Here they come. The story of a boy, a girl, and a universe. It's a big, sprawling space saga of rebellion and romance. It's a spectacle, light years ahead of its time. I am C-3PO, human-cyborg relations, and this is my counterpart, R2-D2. Hello. No caution, no it's an epic of heroes. Good luck. And villains. And aliens from a thousand worlds. So talk about spoiler centric. I mean, uh, in a trailer like that, way back in 1976, you had basically the whole plot of the movie just laid out on the table. <laughs> no, that's a good point. You think of just an issue of modern day trailers? <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it turns out it's been a it's been something that George has been uh, bringing to screens ever since 1976. Uh, he's the guy responsible for it. <laughs> it was his fault all <laughs> <Yeah>. along. <laughs> Once again, revolutionize the film industry. Yeah, exactly. Revolutionizing the teaser trailer industry. Uh, Dude, I just can't believe how un-Star Wars that trailer is. Exactly, right? <laughs> okay, so a few things to note about this. Uh, a company called Modern Film Effects was hired to help with the special effects due to ILM struggling to get the movie done way back then. Um, the rough cut for this teaser was done over the course of three days, and neither Lucas or 20th Century Fox were happy with it. But they released it anyways because there's bigger fish to fry and yeah. the movie was way behind schedule. So Lucas was like, you know what? It sucks, but let's just let's just get it out there. You know, yeah. people people got to know this movie's I coming. Mean, it's children of action, so at least that should entice people. And I know comparatively, this film came out at the same time as the original Planet of the Apes. Right. So you can kind of compare if you, if you know uh, what that film looked like. Comparatively, Star Wars was years and years ahead of the competition. Yeah. So... I think even this trailer would have caught a lot of eyes. But it, they didn't get the Star Wars font right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, the original Star Wars font. Now, 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 of course, we got the... I mean, it's been around since, since I think, Empire Strikes Back. But, uh, yeah, back in the day, in, in those that first three movies, this, they didn't have a definitive Star Wars logo. I think it was the Phantom Menace that really set it in stone and the special editions that really kind of right. cemented that okay. iconic Star Wars logo as we know it today. 
but yeah, this is, as you can see, very it, vintage. I think this was just like impact. Font. Yeah, it was just, it <laughs> so was <simple>. just <laughs> nothing Star Wars yeah. about it. Like you say. And the music is out of a, like a B horror movie. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> uh, the teaser released around Christmas time of 1976. So oh, that's uh, why the music was by John Carpenter. Uh, well, yeah, <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> no, but, uh, but it was by Vivaldi. It's actually, um, John Williams hadn't recorded any soundtrack yet. Uh, Vivaldi's Four Seasons Winter is used in place over the course of this teaser trailer. Narration done by Malachi Throne, who appeared in Star Trek and Next Gen. So it was oh. the first crossover to ever happen between those two, if you consider it a crossover. Before the film was even out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, before the film was even out. And uh, the trailer, uh, or the teaser, I guess I should say, received very mixed reactions when it first came out. People were really mm-hmm. unsure about it. It's also, it didn't really show a lot. It's also worth noting that a month prior to the trailer's release, on November 12, 1976, the novelization for the film was released in bookstores. So people knew what the story was about if they bought the book, but not a lot of people knew what the Star Wars was. So not yeah. everyone had read the book. It was a lot of people who just saw it in theater. It was like, oh, this has got a lot of hype. i got to go see this movie. There's, you know, my neighbor's talking about it. So they went to the theater saw the movie, and boom, blown away. But, you know, they, no one really knew that it was actually the novelization had come out before, uh, and, uh, you know, then then the teaser trailer was mixed, so not a lot of people were talking about it. Right, so it was a sleeper. Yeah, it was a bit of a sleeper until it came out, and then it became this, this, this next-level thing that just changed the world. So, I'm curious about this novel, then, because the George, cha- George did... I know he, he changed the plot... While filming, for example, mm-hmm. Obi-Wan Kenobi wasn't supposed to die originally. So is the novel accurate to the theatrical release? If or I, is it different? If I'm, I don't think it was that different. Um, so if I'm not mistaken, this is still the novelization that you can buy in trade paperback form. Um, and uh, it, should, it should say um, that uh, the release date was 1976 if you do pick up a novelization for A New Hope. Uh, now, of course, it's got the new label and everything to it, uh, the new title. But, uh, yeah, if you do pick up the novelization for A New Hope and see that the original stamp of release was a certain day in the in the front or the back or whatever it is, uh, that'll that'll give solid evidence that that was, in fact, the same script version that they would have used. Okay. So, um, major plot points. Again, the rescue of the princess, the, the destruction of the Death Star... Uh, uh, the narration basically giving away most of the plot points. Uh, you see the famous swing over the trench by Luke and Leia and the Death Star, and, uh, you know, obviously with the novel out already, um, I guess spoilers just weren't that much of a concern uh, when they were trying to get this movie out. So They also probably had very limited shots to work with. <laughs> they did. Actually, that's a great thing to bring up. The first shot that we see from the movie, which isn't the title, because as the, the course of this teaser trailer goes on, you just see the, the logo endlessly coming towards the camera, and then it'll flash to a scene or two, and then it'll go back to the logo again. Um, the first shot in this teaser trailer is the first shot that ILM had finished, which is the escape pod launching mm. from the Tant V4, which is why... It is our logo and the name of the podcast. Oh, that's why it's called that. That's why. (laughs) I thought it was just because it sounded cool. There's a bit more of a deeper meaning to it. Uh, The escape pod shot is the first one ever done by ILM for Star Wars. And uh, and yeah, so uh, that very famous thing. Uh, And it was in the teaser as the very first shot as well. It's pretty neat. It is pretty neat. I got, uh, there's one other thing that caught my eye that I'm not sure if you noticed. What's that? 
Darth Vader had no dialogue. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, James Earl Jones hadn't done any any dialogue yet for the for the movie. So all you do you you see him turning around and shaking his wagging his finger at people or whatever, and yeah, that's he, about it. He's uh, choking Captain Antilles at one point. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so. Uh, yeah, a, a teaser trailer for a movie that was very behind in its progress, and uh, I can see even though even though it did end up getting finished and everything like that, I know the special editions get a lot of rip, uh, but George has always said he never felt that the movie was finished, and you know, as a creator of you know, we all create our own stuff, so you know, we can all probably relate to uh, you know something to something we've done by on our on our own, and uh, you know, as a guy who really that's his piece of work, right? I mean, if he didn't feel like it was finished, I don't blame the guy for going back and wanting to add stuff in. And, you know, to, to us fans who fall in love with a certain version of the movie, uh, it's a different story. But, you know, to I the guy who made it, it's like... That's all artists. They, yeah. They never feel that their their artwork is complete. Right. They just feel that they're running out of time. Exactly, yeah. So. And I think if any other director was working on that one, their one single franchise for 40 years, they would probably want to go back and probably get around to changing it the same as George did. Yeah. The thing is other directors move on to the next project and they never come back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, George is, uh, he's a fun, he's an interesting guy and, and, you know, I have a huge respect for him. So, uh, I've never hated anything he's done. Um, but I will say THX one, one, three, it was really hard to get through. <laughs> I, haven't seen it. I saw the director's got the extended edition. It was so hard to get through. And I don't want to say in that. his defense. It was a student film. It, well, it started as a student film. This was the theatrical movie oh, based okay. on the student film. Oh, I see. And it was hard. It was hard, man. It was It was difficult. Uh, I still need to get through American Graffiti, but I think that one's supposed to be better because yeah, a that lot one of people like that one. Yeah, that one has a critical acclaim. Like, yeah. It did really well in theaters. So. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's hit up uh, Star Wars, The Empire Strikes Back. Uh, let's, uh, let's take a watch and a listen to this. The Empire has been repulsed. But this one defeat will increase its determination to crush the rebellion once and for all. In the continuation of the Star Wars saga, the Empire strikes back, and Luke, Han, and Princess Leia must confront its awesome might. of the Odyssey, they travel with their faithful friends, droids and Wookiees, to exotic worlds where they meet new alien creatures and evil machines. Culminating in an awesome confrontation between Luke Skywalker and the master of the dark side of the Force, Darth Vader. Skywalker, Princess Leia, Han Solo, C-3PO, R2-D2, Chewbacca, and introducing Landau Calrissian. In the continuation of the Star Wars saga, the Empire Strikes Back, coming next year. All right, so that one's really interesting. Be what did I just watch? <laughs> so uh, I will explain. Um, so at the time of the release of this teaser trailer... Uh, they hadn't filmed anything yet. 
Yeah, not not yeah, not uh, not a single shot from the movie had been filmed. So no, it's I it's hope... literally a montage of Ralph McQuarrie's artwork. Yeah, I was gonna say I hope that Ralph got paid for that. Yeah, yeah. So um, I'm I'm not entirely sure when this was first released, and it was really hard to find. Uh, but the, it's not the first trailer. So if anyone looks at the first trailer for Empire Strikes Back, a trailer is different than a teaser. Teaser is the literally the first thing, the first experience that we would get when it comes to an audience being aware of the creation of this movie. Because remember, there's no internet back then, right? And uh, just it, local cable, just local cable, and you know maybe it's other cinemas. Yeah, and, and teasers like this were presented before other films because mm-hmm. every nothing was digital; it was all analog. So you had to make sure that. Uh, that there were reels uh, printed out for people to uh, be able to play in front of an audience. So the only way to do that would would be in front of uh, a large audience that would go see a movie in Hollywood, right? So, um, you know... What a way to live without ads and trailers in your face all the time. Oh, I know, right? It almost almost sounds refreshing. (laughs) Oh my gosh, it gives me anxiety just thinking about it. Um, the the Harrison Ford narration you almost can't tell it's him, but it's him. What? Yeah, <laughs> he still got the names wrong. <laughs> I was gonna say they said Leah instead of Leia. C three PO. You know, it's it's either and he called he was, him Landell. Okay, it's either it's either something that uh, either that was him, or maybe I'm thinking of the first trailer that maybe he narrated. But okay. uh, but if it was him, though, you're totally right. I think like whoever was saying all those things, it's like it's like almost like they were trying to be that trailer voice, that typical right. vintagey kind of you know narrator for the teasers. <sighs> Man, I hope it's Harrison Ford now because it also goes yeah. one step further where there's that level of he doesn't care. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he yeah. gets all the names wrong. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Princess Leah. That's right. And introducing Landall. <laughs> Landall Calrissian. George, who writes these names? Don't forget to get your Cracker Jack in the back. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, yeah, so that teaser trailer, Ralph McQuarrie uh, all over the place. There was a few still shots of the actors in costume for the movie. Um, the same kind of shots that you might catch in like Vanity Magazine or something yeah. like that. But nothing crazy. Uh, so that that was kind of a very unique and interesting one because none of the other ones are like that. No, and like I, the one through all the characters, it felt like the holiday special. <laughs> yeah, it kind of <laughs> did actually. Yeah, honestly, the, well, based on the release of this teaser trailer, it wouldn't have come out that much later because the, the holiday that's where special. They got the recording. Yeah, maybe I don't know. Uh, but again, uh, compared to the release of the film, the novelization did come out before the events of the film uh, in April twelfth, nineteen eighty. So only a couple months before the film's release, uh, so they played it a little bit uh, closer to the release of the film in that regards. But uh, still, people would have been able to read about the movie before watching it back then. And they did correct the Star Wars name font for this. So, as you said, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah, this this was the first Star Wars movie to uh, release in theaters that clarified to people it was actually episode five and and uh this was even though the second movie that had come out it was actually the the fifth chapter in a saga that uh that people were anxiously awaiting to see the rest of it uh starting all the way back in 1980 which is why phantom menace has so much hype and uh that'll we're going to talk about that in a little bit however 
they got the the font chosen for the like, the words Empire Strikes Back are very not Star Wars. Yeah, they're like the kind of ta- the kind of font that you would see on a, like a military. Yeah, box. like a military vehicle. Yeah, or I was gonna say almost danger like, or. Uh, it's like the beginning of an eighties action movie. You're watching, say Rambo. Yeah, 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 Rambo. Yo, heavy load or something. You know, like yeah, the, uh, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. That's uh, that's Empire Strikes Back for you. Very vintage. Very brings. I, I wish I could say it brings me back, but it honestly, uh, uh, I, I wasn't alive to see this come out. <laughs> so anyone who has any fond memories of this first teaser trailer, definitely uh, send us an email about it. Let's uh, let's hit up Return of the Jedi. This is uh, this is kind of an interesting one, very interesting one actually. I shouldn't say Re- Return of the Jedi. I should say Revenge of the Jedi. Oh, we still had the old title. Yeah, let's take a listen. A long time ago, in a galaxy far, far away. The next chapter in the Star Wars saga, Revenge of the Jedi. The battle between good and evil rages on. Join the further adventures of Luke Skywalker, Han Solo, Princess Leia, Lando Calrissian, Chewbacca, C-3PO and R2-D2 and Darth Vader. A journey to alien worlds. It's a trap. A rebellion against oppression. An epic of heroes and villains. An adventure as vast as the universe. Revenge of the Jedi. Coming May 25th to a theater in your galaxy. (laughs) All right, Revenge of the Jedi. Revenge of the Jedi. Yeah, let's talk about this. Uh, this, this, uh, the title of this movie is still it still includes the original title, "Revenge of the Jedi," which is obviously later recycled for "Revenge of the Sith." Yeah, and it's in red. Mm-hmm, yeah, also changed. same color scheme. Yeah, for the title. Yeah, uh, so 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 much more complete. <laughs> yeah, definitely a lot more on on point. Uh, we also see Luke wielding his uh, a blue bladed lightsaber, even though it's the new hilt. It's still blue, and they changed that. That was a last-minute change as well, including the title of the movie. It was a last-minute change to give Luke a green lightsaber. Yeah, which is, as George revealed, because he couldn't see it against the sky. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So that, you know, which was a great... I, I like the fact that they changed to green anyways. Like, it's just, it just one one of those accidental things that expanded the galaxy. Yeah, you know, and now we have it. every possible color you can imagine. Every, exactly, yeah. High Republic, uh, adding in every color known to man. Oh, to the days where Samuel Jackson wants a purple one, and George replies with, white tippers are blue, white tippers are green. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was also a quick shot of Alec Guinness in his Obi-Wan Kenobi robes. Prior to the spirit effects being added. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, that's a good point. I noticed Yoda, which hasn't been revealed yet. Because right. that, was, that was like a big surprise. That yeah. Yoda, this Grandmaster, this little frog man. Yeah. 
Well, I mean, we saw him in Empire Strikes Back, so so. Sorry, yeah, but you're we, right. We would see him come back. It was okay, like a, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm getting the, the reveal mixed up. So yeah, it was so Empire was completely ignored in the trailer. Yeah, I, I'm, I mean, in a way, it kind of. I guess it just approached it from like as the next chapter in the Star Wars saga, right? Like, yeah. Um, but uh, I, I love the fact that that we got to see a quick shot of an incomplete. V- this still happens today. Like, there's still a lot of teaser trailers out there with incomplete VFX that uh, it's just you know to get the trailer out and then it changes for the final film. So, um, a great early example of that. Uh, TV spots were shown around the movie's launch in May of 1983. Uh, established the explosion of the second Death Star and the celebration of the Rebels. Again, spoiling the central plot of the movie. We're three for three. Uh, three for three on that. Um, and that's, uh, that's, that's Revenge of the Jedi. It's pretty neat. I yeah. still have the, I have the poster. I think you have the poster as well for the, with, with the original title on it. It's, uh, it's, it's like printed on a slab of... Yeah, it's, it's like a placard. Yeah, like a plaque kind of thing. And it's, uh, it's honestly one of my favorite Star Wars posters ever. Uh, just because it's this... It's this conglomerate mix of my two favorite Star Wars movies. And on top uh, of that, on that poster, they got the lightsabers wrong. Yeah, 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 exactly. That was uh, on the poster. They actually, uh, I believe they cycled in a still from Empire Strikes Back just to make the poster. Yeah, um, but how do you mess up giving Darth Vader a blue lightsaber and Luke a red one? I, I don't know. Maybe it was just for the color aesthetic or something. But but yeah, yeah that's a good point. Uh, it was, maybe it was, cool. it was a reveal. I, maybe I, you don't know if Luke turns to the dark side. Yeah. Maybe Anakin turn, Darth Vader turns to the to the light side. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, Which yeah. is what happens. There were so many questions, like Revenge of the Jedi. But, um, but yeah, right before the movie came out, uh, George changed the title to Return of the Jedi to make it sound less menacing. And change uh, the font to green. Change the font to, uh, or change the lightsaber to green, yeah. And uh, then it was also marketed, uh, during the special editions, it was marketed with uh, with the green Oh, was it later? Okay. I think so, yeah. I think the original, uh, it's, uh, they, the original poster that released with the movie, it was uh, that, that shot of Luke Skywalker, still with a blue lightsaber, but the title beneath it was in like a silvery kind of gray color. And that was the first time that I believe they had the same sort of aesthetic that the Phantom Menace was released with, with the the small Star Wars logo with the line on top, yeah. and then the uh, the text in the middle, and then a line underneath that. Mm-hmm. I think that was the first time they marketed it with that style, which was then later used during the prequels as well in a similar style. Yeah, star so. at the top and wars on the bottom. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so let's uh, let's talk about episode one because you know now we're we're at the age of an, a verge of technology, a new a new uh, a new era, shall we say? Uh, let's uh, let's take a quick listen and look at the first teaser. And this is after people waiting thirty years. Oh yeah, we'll talk about that. Years, yeah, yeah, exactly.
you refer to the prophecy of the one who will bring balance to the force. You believe it's this boy? He can see things before they happen. He can help you. The force is unusually strong with him. He was meant to help you. Anakin! Tell him to take off! Will I ever see you again? What does your heart tell you? Are you sure about this? Trusting our fate to a boy we hardly know? Anakin Skywalker, meet Obi-Wan Kenobi. I sense much fear in you. The boy is dangerous. They all sense it. Why can't you? Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Christmas that takes me back. Oh my goodness. Saga begins spring 1999. Oh, that was uh, that this this broke the internet. November 18th, 1998. Uh, that's when this came out. Uh, and the late 90s also saw the rise of the internet gave fans a chance to rewatch a movie trailer as many times as they wanted. This had never it happened before. Through frame by frame. We <laughs> watch Watto turn his face and go, <laughs> and then watch Jar Jar get his tongue <laughs> stuck in the beam. Yeah. Uh, all you had to do was fire up your 56K modem, install Apple's QuickTime player, hit the download button, hope that the servers don't crash, which they often did, wait for several hours until the .mov file was finally in your hard disk, and you could finally watch the teaser trailer on your 14-inch CRT monitor in all of its non-HD glory. And make sure you go to the actual Lucasfilm website or you may download a virus. <laughs> <laughs> what, are you, what, what a time to be alive. <laughs> oh uh, the voiceover narration was gone, but replaced with title cards like every saga has a beginning, every saga has a legend, all that stuff. Yeah, so still getting all the, the lines in. Yeah. Um, it was uh, its first brush with uh, the World Wide Web. And, uh, you know, obviously the World Wide Web being such a new thing at the time, uh, this teaser trailer really put the internet to the test because it was such a hyped movie that internet traffic back then wasn't always, it's not what it is now. Yeah. Um, so websites hadn't been tested for that amount of people going on at once and trying to download the same thing at once, right? Uh, and there's still issues today with that kind of thing, but mm. not nearly as it was back then. Yeah, now when that happens, it's usually an attack. <laughs> Yeah. Someone trying to take down the network. Uh, the Phantom Menace uh, trailer gave a preview of how huge cultural events would soon be ferociously consumed and discussed online. Um, this was, if you if you will, almost the real birth of what we know of pop culture to be today. A good way to look at it. Yeah, I mean, it was it was hyped uh, in the of course for the first, well, for Empire Strikes Back and. I mean, I mean, you know, people were, were, were going nuts for the first Star Wars movie as well, but uh, it wasn't quite like what it was for The Phantom Menace. I mean, The Phantom Menace was, uh, was I think it's still regarded as one of the most hyped up movies uh, in the world uh, oh, I mean, today. you just watched the trailer. How could it not be? You're waiting 20 yeah. years and this trailer comes out and it looks awesome. Oh, yeah, it still looks awesome. It looks, I mean, it looks great. I actually think the special effects look 
better than a lot of films today. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's still a lot of miniature models and everything yeah, like that. It looks being so used. good. It's so clean. And I feel like maybe because of the miniatures, the CG is lit really well, so it blends in a lot better yeah. than a lot of stuff we get nowadays. Totally. Yeah. Steve Jobs himself called the full tra- the full trailer, which was the second one to come out after this one, uh, as the biggest internet download event in history. Uh, this released March 11th, 1999 and was downloaded more than a million times within the first 24 hours and 6.4 million times within the first three weeks. Uh, these numbers might seem ridiculous in our current day and age where a YouTube video comes out from like some tech reviewer and boom, like a million overnight kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, but it was, uh, it was unheard of back then. There was no YouTube. There was no casual this is where you go to watch online videos place right like it was like a word of mouth teaser trailers out and somehow overnight this thing got as many hits as it did right yeah you want to get you want to show your friend you bring it over on a floppy disk (laughs) right (laughs) yeah the teaser trailer and the trailer are still regarded as some of the best in modern cinema uh just among people who who tend to criticize uh and review trailers and appreciate the cinematography and the editing and everything of trailers because you know it's its own artwork of trying to hype up a movie without giving the plot away yeah um, yeah this is the first trailer we watched that didn't get the plot away <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's uh it's pretty nuts um and i uh I, I, there's a small story here which uh, this writer from cnet actually uh which w- we can we can take a take a quick read of this because i thought it was really uh, nostalgic It's astonishing to think how much things have changed in the last two decades. And many of those changes began for me that very year. In 1998, not only did I go to college, but I also got my first email address. Hotmail, of course. Uh, My phone was a payphone at the end of the corridor. And you had to hope someone was passing by uh, that would answer it and knock on the door. Which is why I got my first mobile phone, uh, the Ericsson T28, in very short order. I even hand-wrote essays until I acquired a word processor with an LCD screen that displayed three lines of text at a time. In 1998, we had the iTunes trailer site and new site, uh, Ain't It Cool? Uh, But there was no Facebook, no Twitter, no YouTube. Uh, Into this veritable stone age came the first teaser trailer for The Phantom Menace, six months before the film's date uh, on uh, November 18th, 1998. That's when the the, teaser, the first teaser Man, that we just listened that, to came that's out. That's so different than now where a teaser comes out like a year and a half before. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. The first trailer was shown at 75 U.S. and Canadian theaters before Universal's Meet Joe Black, Disney's The Waterboy, and 20th Century Fox's The Siege. Waterboy. Oh, man. <laughs> Star Wars fans queued around the block to get in. Watch the trailer and then leave. <laughs> I don't want to watch Waterboy. Tra- <laughs> Listen to this. Trailers were repeated afterwards, so some fans are reported to have docked out for the feature presentation only to return at the end for a second glimpse at the preview. Two what? minutes, man. What a time. What a time to be alive. You buy a movie ticket to see a teaser trailer at the beginning of a movie. You wait two hours. You go to the shopping mall. You're like, oh, movie's about to finish. Let's go back to the theater. Let's go watch credits. Get in, watch the credits, and then boom, you get to see Star Wars, the first teaser trailer for The Phantom Menace, again, for a whole uh, glorious minute and a half or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> but the real impact was seen online. StarWars.com offered a free download of the trailer in real video QuickTime and AVI formats. After a decade of a half, uh, uh, and, and um, after a decade and a half of anticipation since Return of the Jedi, the world went crazy for the first glimpse of the new Star Wars adventure. Isn't that website still up? Or am I crazy? StarWars.com. 
Yeah. Uh, oh yeah, I go. I go yeah. to StarWars.com. Sorry, all time. not that's not what I mean. I swear, maybe I'm crazy. Maybe I I dreamed this because I'm such a hardcore fan. But you talking s- about ain't it cool? No, I swear there was a like a '90s Star Wars site that's still up. Well, ain't it cool was kind of the fandom site back in the day, and it is still up. Okay, that, that's totally not what tell. I was thinking of. That's pretty awesome. That's open still. Yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, StarWars.com itself has changed a lot over the years. I mean, it's uh, it's unbelievable that it's been reinvented like uh, multiple times. Uh, but I just thought that was a really cool trailer. Uh, I I was just too young to really kind of. We didn't also have the internet until like I was like mm. eight or something. So this, even though I was alive when this came out and I remember my dad going to the theater without me and I was, I was really six. upset. Um, yeah. I was six when this came out. So I was, I was the perfect age to be a fan of Anakin. Yeah. But I'm, I went to it in theaters, but I'm not sure I actually watched the trailers before. Right. No, I, I don't remember uh, any memories of mine seeing this trailer and getting hyped about it. But I, I do remember my neighbors had the, the toy, the, Anna, the, uh, the action figure that played the music and they like lightsaber fought together. If you had all three, like oh. the Vader, the Qui-Gon and the Obi-Wan, and they yeah. all like kind of animatronically like move back and forth and fight each other to the duel of fates. Nice. They also had the Jar Jar as well. Yeah. 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 It was pretty cool. Yeah. But yeah, it was a hype movie. You can still find the Phantom Menace like merchandise for super cheap at like a lot of vintage stores. A, and Cause they, they overproduced, oh, right? So much stuff. Yeah. yeah. I loved all the, like for me, a lot of the memory, Memories that were around this time were from a lot of the merchandise right after the film. Yeah. That, yeah. Do you recall? So, uh, Qui-Gon's... Um, oh, his comic. His comic yeah. is like a, it's like a razor. Yeah. It's like you'd use for shaving, right? Yeah, that they painted, it, yeah. They made a toy version of that, and you could have... Which is like 10 action, times bigger. <laughs> yeah, it was ginormous, but you can get action figures, and they would all have... The sound chips? Little chips. I yeah. had a bunch of those. Yeah, you could put them in there, and you could yeah. like... You talk like Jar Jar's at you. You're like it's me. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I remember I had a Qui Gon one, which you put it up against. Like, there's always a bigger fish. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you keep telling me that? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or the little Anakin. One, it's working. It's working. <laughs> I know that it's working. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, but, it's yeah, so my good. My buddy had one of those, and we used to use that all the time. And the, for me, it was all about the Legos. I had to get all of the Phantom Menace Lego. Yeah, which that's a big thing that about the Phantom Menace. I mean, we could go on about the Phantom Menace forever, but um, that was the movie that really made Lego uh, into a whole new company because it, it, it gave them... It was their first franchise Lego product. Before, before the Phantom Menace, there was no themed Lego. It was all just Lego from Lego, right? And it was like Star Wars was the first thing that you could buy, which was like, oh, that's Star Wars Lego. Yeah. And then came Harry Potter Lego and all the Lego brands. Now you can get anything. Batman, Marvel, just about anything. Uh, But yeah, Star Wars was the first one. So... Well, it was a great idea because I know I still have those sets. I still love them. The the original Naboo Starfighter and like the... uh, which, Which is the tech? ATT? Is that right? Oh, uh, which tank? The, the big brown. Uh, oh yes, well, yes, have, yes. The, the MTT, yes. MTT, yeah, yeah, yeah. That and the and the tan like traditional tank as well. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. I uh, um, I had some of the because sp- around the Phantom Menace also the special editions came out, so they had yeah. a few Lego sets for those movies as well. That's right. Uh, so I still have an original Tie Fighter and a Tie Bomber and oh, nice. the Emperor Palpatine with little Darth Vader in the chair. I got that uh, one. I bought it specifically yeah. for Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> So yeah, so many memories, and uh, so great to see this uh, this first teaser trailer and again. And uh, man, it just brings me back to that time, you know. Dude, maybe we can reveal it on the podcast at some point. But I, I was 
I was getting into film at a young age. My mom had a, a like a home video camera or whatever, right? Yeah. It was big in the 90s. And I, her and I recorded like a Lego Star Wars movie with all the all the, the, the Lego minifigures and all the Phantom Menace ships and stuff. Mm. Bef- I think it was before Attack of the Clones was out. So it was, it was just after Phantom Menace. Right. It does not age well, but it could be a good watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe we can take a look at that. And uh, yeah, best Damn. Star Wars home videos. Be- Submit oh. them into swskpodcast.gmail.com. <laughs> Anything yeah. from the 90s and early 2000s is welcome. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> but I guess the point I'm getting at is like this, this, it became such a massive part of my childhood. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, Lego Star Wars for me was a huge part of my childhood, more so than the action figures. Oh, yeah, yeah. I never I'm still really buying Star Wars Lego. I know. I just picked just up the Mandalorian. Money. Yeah, I just picked up the Mandalorian N1 Starfighter, which uh, I've wanted for a little while since it came out. But um, let's uh, let's hit up Attack of the Clones here. Um, episode 2 had three versions for teasers. Uh, the first one being with no dialogue. The second one focusing in on the politics of the film. And the third one placing uh, it, the love story between Anakin and Padme at center stage. Uh, you'll notice that this, so it might not be that interesting to listen to, but uh, let's take a watch. Uh, This entire first teaser trailer just features Darth Vader's breathing and uh, some music, uh, along with a lot of visual uh, clips from the film. Is it? And yeah, finally, you get the te- the the logo at the very end there. Um, the saga continues May two thousand two. Man, I don't know about you, but I love the dialogue in this trailer. Yeah, it's so good, right? <laughs> Darth Vader's not even in it. There's not a whole lot to say about this teaser trailer, other than the fact that this was it. This is what hyped up audiences around the world for the second episode of the prequels. And um, what's your memory of Attack of the Clones? I'm not sure that I remember anything specific before the film came out. But I remember after the film came out, I would just rewatch the Obi Wan and Django fight on a loop. Yeah, I I, uh, I remember my dad going to the theater without me and being pretty upset. My, my, the first one, like um, I, I that was a missed, misremembered memory. This was for the second one because the first one was so long ago I can't remember. But uh, but yeah, episode two came out. And I remember him going to the theater with my aunt, and uh, and and uh, I was I was so uh, jealous because I, I was I'd become a Star Wars fan in that time between. Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And uh, I don't quite remember which one was the first one I saw, but I do remember I watched after the Phantom Menace came out in VHS was when I saw the Star Wars movies. And there was only four at the time. So it could have been episode one that I started with and then saw the special editions. Um, But episode two was was a big deal. And I I remember having a whole bunch of the action figures, but I was 
just at the age that my dad was like, nah, I'm, I can't take you. I'm sorry. Your mom says no. <laughs> How did she know about the Tuscan Raider scene? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like, well, I mean, it is rated PG-13, so... And you I, were eight? I was like, yeah, I was like seven or eight or something like that. So, uh, you know, just a little young for... for uh, uh, my mom to be okay with it, yeah, uh, which was really unfortunate. I'm trying to think now because I think this is when I think my fandom started to solidify more because I remember really this movie came out and again I loved it a lot, I loved mm-hmm. the the Legos especially. Uh, but after this and up to Revenge of the Sith, they were putting out the old Clone Wars cartoon. Oh the oh the, uh, the the micro series that yeah. that came out right after this yeah that's, that's yeah. right and yeah. that led up to Revenge of the Sith yeah and I remember watching that and going along with that up to Revenge of the Sith right and I was super into it. I used to watch Cartoon Network all the time yeah so. yeah 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 um I, uh, I I got the Slave One Lego Django set um for for my birthday at one point it's never and, re-released. Uh, no, it's never been re-released. It's a quite valuable. Uh, and, you know, a lot of action figures. Stuff. I remember I had one of those Halloween flick-out Anakin lightsabers with the light, like the flashlight oh, light inside one that it. changes the color? No, no, no. This was before okay. that. No, that was fancy stuff for Ooh. later. No, I, I, I had one of those, like, really, like, this was the early stage, like, lightsabers were just getting, like, semi-good. Okay. Uh, after Phantom Menace came out. So this was Attack of the Clones style. I had a, a Halloween Anakin Skywalker cape with a tie-on like belt thing mm-hmm. with a printed belt of his belt. <laughs> nice. And, uh, and then that came with a, a plastic lightsaber which had a blue flick-out blade, which was like... The tubes, well, it, it's right? super hollow. Yeah, like yeah. if you smack that thing against another lightsaber, like the top would like fly off and you'd have to try and stuff it back in again. Yeah, I remember those would... If you... Would duel, they would just bend in the middle. Yeah, so I remember. They always being, have like the dent. I remember being so freaking happy with that thing, though, <laughs> man. Like I was so happy. Like I would look at myself in the reflection of the back sliding door in the, with the lights out, and I remember flicking on this. It was essentially just a flashlight. You like have to slide up this thing, and it was a flashlight um, button that uh, that you uh, had like a light that turned on in the base, and it was just a yellow flashlight light, which would try to illuminate the blade as best as possible but yeah. if you looked at the bottom it was yellow right like it's like ye- a yellow light yeah in just a color too i i could not have been happier i was like that was that was just the the peak for me at the time right yeah um uh, a buddy and i a guy used to play hockey with back in the day uh we wanted lightsabers that we could duel with a lot harder yeah <laughs> and so uh <laughs> we found some of his dad's brooms in the garage and we we cut off the broom and just took the handle, like the stick, and we had like dirt bike mufflers and like put them in the muffler and just like epoxied them and then like painted them. Like mine was blue and his was red. <laughs> yeah. And we would just fight so hard, just with like with basically sticks. Oh man. <laughs> like imagine hitting someone with a broom. Yeah. Like a broom handle. That's crazy. Solid wood broom handle. That is crazy. That's, that's, this is like what Ben Ben tells stories of him and his brother in the backyard doing that as well. Um, at, from a young age. So I'm like, I never had a brother like growing up. I just had a sister. So I would always play with the neighborhood kids, uh, which became quite close friends of mine. Uh, and you know they would have lightsabers of their own as well, but they had like the the slight the really hard ones, the really short blade hard ones that you had to pull down the red button and then flick it out. Oh, and those things would just destroy my my <laughs> my blue one. I couldn't. I like, have reach. Yeah, it got to the point where like I got the same creases in the blade all the time. Anytime I hit it against anything, it, it would, would always flop, flop all yeah. the time in the same place. 
Uh, but yeah, that's that's my memory from Attack of the Clones. Oh my God. Eventually, I saw the movie on VHS. But yeah, it was uh, it was a good time. Um, so this teaser trailer. Uh, oh, dude! We also need to just briefly mention like this is the first time we saw the the clones. Yeah, yeah, it was the first time we we kind of got an understanding of what the Clone Wars might be. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and with no dialogue, they were able to portray teases of what this story might be about. Um, and uh, the va- even though we don't get Vader in the movie, the ominous breathing of Vader through the teaser trailer really hinted at the fact that this would be the beginnings of uh, how we see Anakin fall to the dark side. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Uh, and it's I know at the very, very tail end of the end credit song in, in John Williams for Attack of the Clones, you do hear uh, a single breath from Darth Vader at the very tail end. I think it's that one. That's pretty neat. Yeah. And all, all I was going to get at was then they released the clones in Lego, and that was super cool. I wanted those sets really bad. Oh, those were <laughs> such cool sets, yeah. I never I never got any of those original ones, but... Um, the ATTE. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and the, the first original lat gunship with uh, Jedi Bob. That's right. Yeah. That's Shout that. out, Jedi Bob. Jedi Bob for the win. <laughs> and Mace Windu, I think, right? Yeah, Mace Windu was, uh, was I think, uh, a Jedi you could get it back then as well. Um, man, Lego Star Wars. But <laughs> I know, so man. Like, a lot of my Star Wars uh, childhood nostalgia is kind of linked to that. Yeah. This, uh, at this point, when this movie came out, StarWars.com was a lot more solidified in the new age of the internet, which was a lot more stable. So the teaser trailer was available on the website. Uh, and I think it, um, this was when we first got the internet. I think I do remember watching this teaser trailer. Of course, I had to wait for it to buffer for ages and it wasn't really that good i mean now youtube in 4k loads no problem but like back then it was a totally different story uh so yeah it was very cool to see uh, a lot of what we see in that teaser trailer and just as quick word for anyone listening um all i'm gonna have links to all of these teaser trailers in the description so you can actually see what we're talking about uh, but yeah, it's definitely worth a look uh let's uh let's dive into um, episode three here and uh take a take a quick listen thousand generations the Jedi Knights were the guardians of peace and justice in the old Republic before the dark times before the Empire a young Jedi named Darth Vader who was a pupil of mine until he turned to evil helped the Empire hunt down and destroy the Jedi Knights Vader was seduced by the dark side of the force Yes, Master.
All right. Does that not bring you back or what? Dang, that's so cool. That awesome. What is with the middle trailer being the least finished? I don't know, but uh, a bit like the uh, the original trilogy in that sense, too. Same thing. Yeah. Um, Let's th- see about the sequels, I guess. This teaser right. trailer especially uh, heavily relied on the assumption that this would be the last Star Wars movie. Um, yeah. It was marketed that way. And it was, you could see they really tried to tie it together in episode four. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, a large part of this, this teaser trailer consisted of dialogue and scenes that we've seen previously in all the other Star Wars movies. You know, yeah. Alec Guinness telling Luke Skywalker about, about the, you know, the, the Clone Wars. The Clone Wars and the, the Jedi of the old, right? Um, Man, I have to say that was a great touch. Oh, it was so good. And you got this nice kind of desaturation over the flashback clips. I love how that lines up perfectly with when we see, when he's talking about the Jedi of old, we see a very iconic shot of Qui-Gon holding his lightsaber up. Yeah. And you see Anakin, like, before he was seduced to the dark side of the Force, you see him riding out to that very iconic moment where he sea. crossed the Dune Sea on his speeder. He had to rescue his mother. The really like the turning point for him giving into hatred uh, for the first time. And I will say that's probably one thing for me that I don't know if it makes me want it more than what we got. Just because I think the concept's cool. The trailer really leads you to believe that Darth Vader becomes... Sorry, Anakin becomes Darth Vader earlier in the movie. Yeah. And maybe is more of a villain instead of it just being the closing moment. Right. Yeah, yeah. There was a lot more uh, a lot more back and forth with featuring Vader on the table uh, coming up. Which it's worth noting that in this version of the teaser trailer, he's got his arms up on the table and they were digitally removed and redone so that they're actually down on the table oh, to make what? it look less awkward. Cause the, in the trailer, when that. he, when he pulls his, his hands off style, of the, yeah. yeah. And in the movie, they had to blend it because they were digitally redone to make it uh, so that they were at his waist and not up by his shoulders. I never noticed that was CG so before. when he rips his arms off the table, like right and then left, there's this weird snap of his arm as it kind of snaps into place as to where it would be if he was ripping it downwards. Uh, so there was a, a bit of a digital change there, but I, I feel like it was for the better because it did look a little strange with his arms up n- near his head. In yeah, that's weird. Yeah, whereas in the, in the movie, it's just like he's kind of robotically kind of being yeah. lifted up like he yeah. would be at the dentist, right? Yeah, which makes more sense. Who made that decision? Was it George? I don't know. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. Um, but yeah, summarizing the plots of, of what happened in Star Wars to this point, um, the trailer did give away major plot points, uh, but it wasn't really a problem because this was the one that just tied it all together. Everyone yeah. had seen what was comes next, which was episode four, five, and six. So this was just the one to complete the circle, right? Um, and uh, it also contained a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away as a title card for the first time since the re-release of A New Hope in 1978. So... Flash forward all those years, and uh, here we are again with the first teaser trailer for the final movie of George's saga, and the teaser trailer opens up with the same symmetry that the re-release did of the first movie. So, very, very cool. That is pretty cool. Great editing. Yeah, I love all the shots in there. Like, it always catches my eye when they do the big naval battle with the yeah. with the uh, the Venerator oh, class so like Star Destroyers. I, I, it's my favorite Star Wars movie. Like it's just it's just always been it's always been my favorite Star Wars movie. This is uh this is the one where I, got, I first got the Master Replicas uh, lightsaber from Costco, and uh, you know I was able to finally have something good to stand up against the neighborhood kids lightsabers on the street <laughs> that were wrecking my old one. Yeah, uh, you know I had something solid, and then I and then I wrecked that one too. 
Dude, I remember right before this movie came out, like the hype was so big in my my middle slash high school because it was combined. So many people came dressed as Jedi. Yeah, like it was just like a thing. Like people would just showed up in like robes and stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's uh, it, it was just it was it was it was a huge thing. It was it was I think arguably almost the biggest Star Wars movie since the Phantom Menace, uh, just because it was the last one that was yeah. supposed to come out. So, I mean, what do you have any memories from? Uh, didn't you know a kid on the bus that was uh, always dressed like Anakin all the time? <laughs> kid on the bus? Yeah. I mean me. <laughs> 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 no, you, you knew a guy from school that would like, you know, he, he grew out his hair and everything and uh, wanted to be like Anakin or something. No, like that. no, that's my, that is a buddy of mine, but he wanted to be um, Aragorn from Lord of the Rings. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, that's what it was. <laughs> yeah. It was funny because he was really chubby. So he never looked like, <laughs> not to knock on chubby people, but just he's my buddy. So it would be like to, to yeah. Him a little yeah, bit. yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's because kind of, it's kind of funny. Um, yeah, Revenge of the Sith. I mean, uh, uh, this this sits high up on my roster, and uh, always have fond memories of this movie. So it's great to see that that original teaser trailer. I remember running into the room anytime I heard the the, the first couple of notes of John Williams' song. I would mm-hmm. run into the living room because we were watching Survivor as a family or something like that. I'd go to the washroom or whatever. You run in to see it. Sometimes we'd have the TV on when I got home from school just so I could catch a glimpse of the of the <laughs> teaser trailer because I thought I knew I thought it would be on right. And so it, it's, it's playing all the time, Mom. You got to have it ready. Yeah, it was. It was just. It was just the event of the day. You know, I couldn't wait to go and see the the Star Wars trailer again. But by this point, we did have uh, the internet as crappy as it was. Um, but, but yeah, I mean, I was able to watch it over and over again, but it was just so cool to see it on the TV area. We didn't have Chromecast or yeah. smart TVs back in the day, you know? Oh man. Actually, I, I do have, uh, another specific memory to this. Uh, so right after Revenge of the Sith came out on DVD, I got expelled from school for like a week. Oh, suspended? Suspended. Sorry. Yeah. I got suspended. I don't remember why. Did you throw a snowball at the teacher? No, it was just, it was it was it wasn't the winner. I don't know. I did something I shouldn't have. Anyway, <laughs> and, but I didn't care because I just got Revenge of the Sith on DVD. Nice. <laughs> so I just I literally just walked home and watched that for like <laughs> over and over again for the rest of, for the rest of the week. <laughs> that's amazing. That's a that's a great story. Uh, yeah, yeah. Revenge of the Sith. All right. Well, after shortly after Revenge of the Sith, uh, we had uh, Star Wars: The Clone Wars finally get announced, and this kind of came out of left field because I, I didn't even know about this movie that was coming out, this theatrical release for the show. And, uh, and I didn't either. Yeah, and, and just ghosted everyone. I think it, it totally. Yeah, and this was the trailer. This I think when this came out, YouTube was a thing. So. Um, it, I was aware of it because I saw this teaser trailer on YouTube and it just, it, but I had no idea like it was going to be a, a, a thing, right? Like I it's just like, Oh, what's this? This is like a star Wars animated feature trailer. So I clicked on it and, uh, and uh, let's, let's take a look. Everything is going as planned. Yes, my lord. 
Anakin, we are vastly outnumbered. Now it's your turn, Master. Oh dear. In Skywalker is the Republic's only hope. And that brings me back. Uh, Star Wars The Clone Wars came out of left field, like I said before. And, uh, 2008. 2008, yeah. Man, um, that trailer makes it look way better than it is. Yeah, I was just <laughs> about to say it. Like, there was so much... Uh, like, like I, Attack of the Clones. I was so excited when I saw the trailer. And I remember Diego... Diego was, uh, it's ironic telling me, uh, me telling the story because he, he was our after show host for all of the 40 uh, Clone Wars talk episodes that we did on this podcast for when, when we first launched. And uh, I, I, it was part in part to get him to watch the Clone Wars because this movie, he went with me to see it, and he was like, "That was the worst Star Wars thing I've ever seen." And, and <laughs> that was my thought. He too never the saw the show because of it, right? Yeah, same thing. Uh, but I remember watching the trailer, and I was so excited, right? And and the reason why this is included in our list is because it was a theatrical release, uh, like all the other live action Star Wars movies. And uh, very unique to the animated department, which has ever since that movie only ever premiered on on TV or Disney Plus. Uh, so, uh, you know, it, it was so cool because, of course, this is after the micro series. You know, this yeah. is after the Gendy, the ones that you just said that you you grew up like kind yeah. of watching between Attack of the Clones and Revenge of the Sith, getting all hyped about Star Wars on animation. And and here comes a CG show which theatrically looks way better than than like what most like CG shows look like, you know, out there. That's uh, probably true. I'm trying to think what else was out at that time because for me, I always relate it back to Reboot. You ever used to? Ever yeah. The old yeah. Reboot, which seemed okay when you're nine and you're watching it, but man, if you rewatch that I mean, now. The, the original Max Steel. rough. The original Max Steel, that was, that was CG-ish. Uh, all the old Barbie movies. Okay. Uh, you know, like, like there's like a, a matchbox racing show at one point as well on Cartoon yeah, Network. Yeah, yeah. I mean, this was this was certainly. Uh, I mean, it may be expected for a theatrical release, but I mean, to have the show have the same quality. Bob the Builder, Bob the Builder. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. That's that's also uh, 3D animated. So I mean, I guess uh, that that would that would count. But um, yeah, j- it was such a great quality, and like to have that ominous music from. Uh, from the, the prequels, yeah, yeah, just like throughout the course of the trailer, which then they never used in the show. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Instead, we get this weird electric guitar, yeah. as you saw in the outtakes. Yeah. It was also the first piece of Star Wars that we were um, exposed to with a Warner Brothers logo in front of it, rather than 20th Century Fox. Oh, I didn't even think about that. Is that because of Cartoon Network? The distribution for the theatrical release was on behalf of Warner Brothers. Oh, so strange. Yeah, but um, I believe, I don't know if, 
No, I don't think 20th Century Fox was involved with the Clone Wars, and I don't believe that Warner Brothers stayed on as a distributor after the theatrical release. Um, the distributor after that point was uh, Cartoon Network. Network yeah. Um, but yeah, the, the it's interesting to see that logo there. Uh, you know, I'm usually used to seeing it at the front of DC films or Harry Potter, uh, Harry Potter yeah, or or Looney Tunes or something like that. But uh, but yeah, f- seeing it in front of Star Wars was quite uh, quite unique. Um, it's also why it's really hard to find a hard copy of Star Wars: The Clone Wars these days. Oh. So you can buy the. I Blu-ray. might have it somewhere. <laughs> I've got it on DVD. Um, finding it on Blu-ray is really, really tough. Was it on Blu-ray though? Yes, it did. Okay. It did launch out on Blu-ray eventually, uh, and in very, very limited quantities. Uh, much like how the Incredible Hulk is got a distribution from Universal, but Marvel made the movie. Okay. Um, it's one of those weird relationships where it's like it's kind of up to Universal to make more copies of that disc. So, uh, yeah, you'll be pressed to find a Star Wars The Clone Wars Blu-ray floating around anywhere. And if it is, it's probably like $100. Dang. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I've, Time I've, to go to garage sales. I, I've tirelessly looked for the steel book to complete my steel book is collection. Is there a steel book for it? There is. Oh, and wow. it's the one that I don't own because uh, it came out at a point when I wasn't collecting steel books. Of course. <laughs> yeah. If you compare them with the steel books from the, uh, the, the ones that we all got at Costco and stuff with the single character head on the front, yeah. um, that or Best Buy or whatever you, wherever you got them, uh, it was, it was similar, but not designed to match with those because it came out earlier. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, but it is out there. So anyone who does have it super lucky. Yeah. Feel free um, to mail it to us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but yeah, again, such a cool uh, cool music, great trailer, hypes up the movie, which was not that great, and it did what it needed to do to get people in the theater, and financially didn't do that well, but, yeah. uh, but it hyped it. I wonder it, why it, that is, especially because the trailer was pretty good. It was, yeah. People just weren't interested in a cartoon, I guess. I guess. I guess it just didn't get enough press coverage to bring people to theaters to see it. And I'm I don't, also wondering maybe audiences because the live action films are for all ages. But I think at this time, there weren't a lot of adults that watch animated movies, barring the occasional Pixar movie. But generally, it's just families. Right. Uh, well, when it, comes to, uh, when it comes to the box office, I'm just pulling it up here. So uh, opening, opening made uh, $14 million. Um, and it's, <laughs> you don't see this anymore. It was in theaters for 20 weeks, uh, which is more Man. than double what movies are in theaters now, which in is six, six weeks. weeks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so nowadays you if you don't go to the movie theater in six weeks, when a movie comes out, you're going to miss it. Uh, because, uh, movies only stay in theater six weeks. Whereas like back then, I mean, I remember when Revenge of the Sith came out, it was almost in the theater for like a year. Yeah, it was a long time. Was I went to it t- several times. Yeah. First me time too. I went to it was on my birthday. Oh, amazing. Which is still a month late. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was a second viewing then. I can't remember. Amazing. Uh, but yeah, domestic all time uh, did not do that well at all. Uh, it did. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, it just says here uh, domestic 35 million uh international 33 so worldwide did 68 million dollars uh which is definitely not a lot of money when you put it up against other big i mean this we're talking about star wars here like 68 million dollars that's what your your average 
comedy film with with uh, uh, Meryl Streep might make, you know, like right. uh, your your average rom com, if you will, might make just less than that. Uh, and How we're much was the Star cost Wars. for it though? Because I know making animation is really expensive. Uh, yeah, it is. Um, I don't quite know what the budget is. Uh, at least it doesn't say it here on Box Office Mojo, but uh, you know, I could quickly look this up. Uh, budget. Uh, what my my memories from from uh, from this movie was I went I went with a bunch of people to see it for my birthday, and uh, it was actually a, a friend of mine Luke who who let me know when the movie was done because I was so confused when the movie finished and I was like what the heck that can't be it, and he's like no there's gonna be a show that follows and I was like oh really okay well I didn't have cable so I didn't see the the tr- trailers for the show or anything like that, um, but uh, I was certainly relieved that the plot just didn't cut off and like that because yeah i saw An- anakin has a padawan. like anakin said padawan like that's not right like she's got to die at some point like yeah everyone you know. was like she's got to die yeah yeah so the production budget was eight and a half million dollars uh so it did make quite a bit of money back um but it certainly wasn't nearly you know the extent that other star wars movies had made being yeah. in live action um that shouldn't have been surprising but i, I don't know if they would have been expecting more than that no, and here's the thing: it did what it needed to do. It 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 kickstarted the show yeah. um, into this projected future that just endlessly got more successful as yeah. time went by. Let's also not forget that Star Wars makes its money from toy sales. Yeah, so yeah. it did what it needed to do. It got into the the right audience, so they would buy the toys. Exactly. For the next uh, four years, five years, whatever it was, uh, it produced enough Star Wars Lego and action figures that, that you know, I feel like hey, they did well. I wasn't even following the show, and I still bought the Legos. Yeah, there you, there you go. There you go. Um, and uh, there was a brief time which almost hit a new dark age. I mean, Clone Wars really kept us Star Wars fans, like, entertained and alive, you know? Uh, whereas uh, between Episode 6 and Episode 1... There was this huge gap of time where there was only just a few novels that came out, and that was it. Um, so we were really lucky to have Clone yeah. Wars coming out on a weekly basis uh, every now and again because uh, you, you know it was just it's just the next thing to look forward to from the Star Wars story. Um, and then a big shift happened in the world when George decided to sell the company. What do you remember from that? Uh, being excited to be more Star Wars movies. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that that was exactly that, that you know, was, it. and I admit at this time. I grew up loving the prequels, and then as I got older, I started to dislike them more and more. Specifically, Attack of the Clones, and uh, I, I will admit I was a part of the anti-Jar Jar bandwagon. <laughs> For a brief time. Yeah, yeah, I'd say through like high school, right? And like maybe yeah. the first few years of university. Because if you watch the original films and then you watch the prequels, they're very different movies. Yeah. And the prequels are definitely aimed at a younger audience, at least in like the Jar Jar regard. And as a big fan of the original films, you start to distance yourself a little bit. Mm-hmm. I've since come back around and I actually really enjoyed them again. So yeah, know. now now Phantom Menace like lives w- warmly. In yeah, it's, it's, it's aged really well in my opinion. Yeah, it's, I think like I mentioned a few podcasts back, I think it's aged the best of the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um. What am I getting at here? What were, what were we talking about? <laughs> oh, your, your memories from, from the Disney acquisition. Ah, yes. Yeah, and so uh, in this point in time, 
I kind of grown dis- distanced from George, and I, I didn't like the direction he had taken, and I, I didn't really like the animated series, and so I at this point saw the animated series as like the because right. the theatrical the, Clone Wars movie threw you off of watching the it show. It did. It right? really did. And so I kind of saw where Star Wars was is lackluster and kind of dying. And I still like the games, but the games are so infrequent. I think Force Unleashed, had, Force, Force Unleashed Two, like just came out or something. And at this point. Disney was just ramping up the Marvel franchise. Iron Man was awesome. Thor was okay. I really liked Captain America. And the and the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean movies were all awesome. I like I loved all of those films. Mm-hmm. And so I thought, wow, Star Wars is going to be good again. Right. That's yeah. what I was thinking. Well, let's uh let, that being said, let's take a listen to uh to a listen a look and listen uh, to this uh the first official teaser trailer that got us all hyped for Star Wars The Force Awakens. There has been an awakening. Have you felt it? Fifteen. Uh, so yeah, that was uh, the first exposure to BB-8, to Finn, to Poe, to uh, Ray, to uh, Snoke's audio narration, which dialogue that wasn't in the movie. Keep in mind, uh, Kylo Ren and the Crossguard saber. There was so that's much, right. there, as well as the new stormtrooper design. Yeah, the the eye trooper. That's right. And we saw BB-8 for the first time, the soccer ball droid. Yeah, the eye trooper. Yeah, I remember that. People were calling Killed it like eye. inspired yeah. by Apple. Yeah, like yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I thought it was the most ridiculous thing. It's funny, dude. When this movie or the trailer came out, like oh. I was so hyped. I, I watched, was so excited. I watched this trailer hundreds of times. Oh yeah, over and over again. It's breaking, like break down everything. At this point, I would consider myself when this trailer came out. Like a battle-hardened Star Wars fan. Yeah. Like, I've been through the trenches. I've lived through the prequels. Went through the, the dark times of the of the animated series. I had all the collected toys and all sorts of stuff. Like I was I was ready. I was ready for this new sequel trilogy. Yeah. I was so excited. I, I don't think I've ever been more excited for a movie than before Force Awakens came out. Well, and and that was just it, right? Like, we, we, bear, we just... We were just almost too young to really fully appreciate the same hype that The Phantom Menace got from people who had, yeah. who had seen and grown up with the original films. And that being uh, said, I think we were lucky to grow up with the prequels as opposed to the sequels. Because I yeah. feel like... Yeah. Th- what our, our age group... 
and the growing up through the 90s and the early 2000s was still the era where there wasn't too many things to catch your attention as a kid. Mm-hmm. So like the big things like Star Wars, like everyone was into it. Yeah. Whereas now there's so many different franchises, e- even if you just want to compare it to, to Marvel. Yeah. Where I feel like you're spread thin. Yeah. Right? No, it's a different era, you know, like. Uh, kids don't run around the neighborhoods with toy lightsabers anymore. Like they're they're meeting their friends online and playing Fortnite yeah. and using the Star Wars skins that come with the game or whatever, right? Right. Like that. That's just it's just a different time to be alive. So yeah, you're right. Like we're very lucky to have grown up in that era of uh, the new kind of wave of of fandom pop culture. Like that was that that was then, right? And that's still alive in us like in in those of us who <laughs> we grow haven't up, moved on yeah we haven't moved on Never man I'm, I'm still buying star wars lego i'm still buying toys for myself you know like like you my know, dad refers us, to me as peter pan that's yes, right yeah some people just never change and, and you know and and star wars fans are very similar like once a star wars fan always a star wars fan you know yeah. and, and there and this trailer this teaser trailer brought a lot of those star wars fans back you know a lot of the older star wars fans who maybe the prequels weren't for them uh, they saw this t- teaser trailer and you know, this was it. Yeah. So, um, by this time, revenge of the Jedi, (laughs) (laughs) by this time, movie studios were no longer dependent on putting their trailers in front of other movies. They could release them anywhere, anytime, uh, be on the morning TV shows during the super bowl breaks or on big conventions. As a result, the crowd at star Wars celebration 2015 went absolutely nuts. And, uh, at the end of the second teaser trailer for, uh, star Wars episode seven, Han and Chewie enter in the cockpit of the Falcon, mm. and the iconic words, Chewie, we're home. Yeah. Is said. Every fan was thinking, like, that's me. Yeah, 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 exactly. Uh, so, you know, Star Wars was welcomed home by Star Wars fans around the world. And, uh, and this teaser trailer was the first exposure to the sequels that, that we ever had. And um, there was a lot of questions up in the air. Like, who was, was that voice that we heard? You know, yeah. Snoke and... Yeah, the cross guard saber, people are going nuts. I mean, like the the Darth Maul double bladed lightsaber was like already like still like the coolest thing ever. But uh, cross guard is like, is that a divisive thing? Like people weren't sure. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> who yeah. are we gonna see in this movie? So we yeah, there's so much chat of like, it's not practical. You just cut off the ni- little yeah. <laughs> nipple things. <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, there was a lot of other questions too. Like I remember a big one for me was um, at the at recently the Blu-rays had come out. You know, Hayden Christensen and the special editions was put in uh, as the the re, reborn kind of Anakin Sky, the redeemed Anakin Skywalker, right? So a lot of questions that I had was, um, you know, well, first of all, where's Luke Skywalker in that teaser trailer? But secondly, like, will we get uh, the the merge that we we've always wanted? Will we get an old Luke Skywalker talking to his father? You know, yeah, Ghost Anakin. We always yeah, wanted that. We always wanted that. Uh, all the way through Episode Nine, we were still hoping for it. And, uh, and, you know, it, it seems like ages ago now that this movie was first teased to us. Um, but, uh, you know, time has flown by and now the sequels are finished and out the door. And, um, and, and I don't know, it's just there's still something very nostalgic. And uh, I know we all have our, our criticisms, some, some of us, towards, towards these movies. But that teaser trailer... Uh, it still gets me excited. Yeah, me too. And the the full trailer as well. The ways you're referring to with the yeah. on solo line. Yeah, I just the, watched the full trailer. Yeah, dude, I watched that on a loop. At this point, like I was so excited. Yeah. Um, there's a there's a few websites at the time. I think Making Star Wars might have been one, if I'm not mistaken. And there's right. one other one I was watching, and I would check that website like hourly. Daily. Yeah. Hourly. 
while I'm at work, just like I was not Reddit, I was on Make the Star Wars, hitting the refresh page every 15 minutes to see if there was a new article of some leak, a new drone something. footage. Yeah, exactly. I was so stoked. I needed to know. I needed yeah. to know. We needed to know. Yeah. I was like a crack addict. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, the next live action Star Wars movie to come out was Rogue One. And uh, I remember the teaser trailer for this being, uh, being also very iconic. So let's take a look and listen at this. State your name for the record. Jin Erso. Forgery of Imperial documents. Possession of stolen property. Aggravated assault. Resisting arrest. On your own from the age of 15. Reckless, aggressive, and undisciplined. This is a rebellion, isn't it? I rebel. We have a mission for you. A major weapons test is imminent. We need to know what it is and how to destroy it. Is that clear? Yes, sir. What will you do when they catch you? What will you do if they break you? If you continue to fight, That, that iconic like siren that uh, you know go, yeah. that was so cool like, I just remember yeah I remember listening to the, watching that teaser trailer on repeat and and uh, uh, I remember thinking man this this sound is great it was the first time we saw stormtroopers in all their HD glory ever since yeah, this, true. the the Blu-rays or re-releases for the original trilogy first movie though to come out since those old movies that featured this beloved era mm-hmm. yeah and, yeah. Obviously, it was uh, quite a gamble. Yeah. Because if it didn't go well, I think a lot of people have been offended. They, they did damage to this era that totally. everyone holds so dearly. Totally, yeah. Um, I, I, I remember getting really excited when I saw uh, Genevieve O'Reilly's as, uh, the, uh, as Mon Mothma because all of her scenes were cut from Revenge of the Sith. And this was an actress who came back to reprise the same role. Uh, who didn't really quite make it in a theatrical version of George's film, but was cast by George, and uh, something that Disney respected, uh, bringing back that same actress for the for the character, and uh, and at this point, my feelings toward Episode Seven was was already I was quite let down, and uh, seeing this trailer really brightened my spirits because because uh, I was so excited to see a movie that took place in the spirit of George's story, mm-hmm. and uh, seeing all these familiarities was uh, just quite uh, exciting for me. Uh, so, I, you know, I have fond memories towards Rogue One. Yeah. No, fair enough. I know I was also super excited. Yeah. Seeing, you see all the AT-ATs in the background. And yeah. 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 There's a lot of footage in that first teaser trailer, as well as the full-length trailer, which uh, didn't quite make it into the movie. And th- there were last-minute edits and, and directorial changes that happened, like, 
you know, very, very last minute. But, uh, but yeah, there's, there's some shots in there of Jin and, and, uh, Cassie and Andor running along the beach on Scarif, which, which never made it into the movie. Uh, so there was like a whole subplot, I think, where they had to take the plans, uh, separate from the one location to another location to transmit the plans and the data. So they had to run across the beaches. They just decided to scrap that whole thing, make it the same place, uh, and, uh, reduce the time of the film. And there was some quick, Pacings happening towards the end of the film that that assisted with that uh, that with in the directorial change and all that stuff some rewrites last minute, um, but uh, there's some cool shots between all the Rogue One trailers that feature some some footage that didn't quite make it in, as well as a hairless Saw Gerrera which was all added digitally in this teaser trailer. There's a hairless Saw Gerrera in the final film. He's got gray fluffy hair. That's right. On they his did head. change that. Yeah. So is that because of reshoots and? I don't really quite know what why they did it, um, but I thought it was a very curious change to make because it's almost like, mm, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I'm wondering when we see him in, let's say, Rebels, what hair does he have? Oh yeah, so 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 I'm glad you brought that up because in Rebels they decided to use this teaser trailer as inspiration. I think for what he looks like in Rebels. So in Rebels, he he does have like a, a shaved, shaved head. head. That's what yeah. I thought. I thought he did, yeah. Yeah, and then in the Rogue One, they make him older by giving him this gray, fluffy hair. Okay. Uh, or something like that. But Oh, that's right, because there's a time jump, right? Maybe that's yeah, why. Yeah, there is. There is a time jump. Because like he, yeah. f- he finds uh, Jin. Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Okay, that's, that must be what it is. I think it, when he finds Jin, he doesn't have the fluffy hair. He is yeah. bo- like shaved. shaved. Yeah, yeah, buzzed. Uh, but yeah, then later in the movie, I think they were like, oh, well, we, we should make it look like time has gone by. Yeah. Because Jin has yeah, obviously aged sense. a lot. Uh, we got to age up Saw Gerrera. So um, also the first time that we saw an animated character come to live action screens for the first time. Because Saw Gerrera was featured first in Star Wars The Clone Wars oh, yeah. in a That's season right. three arc. All the speculation around that, too. I remember this. Yeah. Everyone was trying to figure out like who he was and like if it was connected. And yeah, and, that, and this was a huge deal as well. Because, I mean, I know I've, I've talked about in the last podcast that we did. Uh, I talked about my excitement for Maul in, in Solo. Um, but all these connections to even The Clone Wars and just Georgia's stories, you know. And that was what drove me uh, to be really, truly excited for this next disney star wars movie uh which that excitement you know carried through watching all the way through the end and i was mm-hmm. i was uh, yeah. overjoyed with the result of that i movie. still think this is one of the best films that disney absolutely about. absolutely yeah um his speech as well in the teaser trailer uh, about Jin. um i don't believe that dialogue is in the movie either so i think that line was replaced with Book on it. Yeah. <laughs> Book on it. <laughs> if you continue to fight, what will you become? It's a good line, though. It I is almost, a good line. I almost wish they had kept that. Well, it makes this tra- this teaser trailer so special in its own way because, yeah, teaser trailers are unique in how they're edited and they got to get people hyped up for a movie and not give yeah. stuff away and all this stuff, right? Uh, so, yeah, you know, it's definitely meant to be appreciated in the sense of, of uh, you know, I'm glad that we're going through all these. Uh, so let's uh, jump to the it's, next. It's funny though to see the difference of like what, uh, how, like the the trailers as the, as they've gone along because yeah. in the original trilogy in that time period they just gave away the whole story. Oh yeah, yeah. And then the prequels they didn't give away any story, but everything they used was in the film. Right. And now they're like 
tricking people. Yeah, now they're starting <laughs> to fill in the gap. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now they're using like stuff that's not in the theatrical release yeah, and like, deleted scenes or whatever, right? Or, or even footage that's filmed for the teaser trailer because that that sometimes now happens as well. So, um, yeah. Now we're jumping to uh, episode eight, The Last Jedi, which uh, uh, we were actually at Star Wars Celebration when this tr- first right. teaser trailer it's right. premiered. We, we were in the main hall. And yeah, we watched it in the the big with with the crowd. Projector. So so let's uh, let's take a look and listen, and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this one in just a sec. So that right there was uh, that that drove crowds nuts. The very last line I remember people being like, oh, "What?" Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, we were in the audience in the main, uh, uh, you know, the main chamber, great hall, yeah. the great hall. Yeah, and uh, man, that was that was such a cool reaction to see uh, the first time that this that this teaser w- was was literally debuting on the internet, and we got to see it with a whole whack of Star Wars fans. Yeah, that was pretty surreal. Surreal. Yeah. yeah, something I uh, really recommend any Star Wars fan attempt to uh, participate in at least once. Yeah, go to Celebration, absolutely. Uh, but yeah, what do you remember about, the, about this teaser trailer hyping you up about it? I remember being really happy that we finally see Luke. Yeah, yeah, that that for me was <laughs> yeah. a highlight. <laughs> yeah, because I know that was probably my biggest gripe with The Force Awakens. And I enjoyed The Force Awakens, but I I did want more Luke. Mm-hmm. I felt a little ripped off, to be honest, at the end right. when we see Luke and then the credits roll. I, I felt very empty inside after that movie, and 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 I was so happy to see uh, a familiar character like Luke, you know, in this in this movie. And we saw the we saw Leia as well, so we knew we would get a lot more Leia. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, there was some there were some shots in this movie that was quite interesting, like uh, like the whole deleted sequence of Ray running along the beach. Uh, we 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 talked about it in our deleted scenes for the mm-hmm. sequels. Yeah, that's um, right. Uh, podcast yeah and and so that was actually in this teaser trailer 
there was a, a shot of Luke and his gloved hand rubbing over the pages of the old Jedi text, and I saw the iconic Jedi Legacy logo, uh, which got me really excited when I saw the teaser trailer because um, finally we had some connection to the prequels mm. in a way, or yeah. the Jedi of old. So right? you were expecting it to be more connected to the prequels. I the was ex- film. exactly. I was kind of expecting that, um, and we had some verbal connection with Luke when he tells Ray in the movie, you know, about about how the Jedi fell and everything like that, but it was a very brief moment and not as much as I was hoping for. Um, and still no Force Anakin. <laughs> no Force Ghost just, Anakin. Just Yoda. Just Yoda, uh, which, you know, a welcome sight, but still not quite Force Ghost Anakin, even though Luke really needed his father at that time. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, this teaser trailer did get me super hyped up for the movie, and, and uh, uh, there was a lot of cool stuff in it. Hmm, trying to see, trying to think, if there's anything that really stood out to me? I know, look, watching it now, I can see a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah. Uh, specifically, the opening shot where it looks like it's stars, and then you find out it's just a rock. And, yeah. Right, and, and the uh, Ray slaps her hand down. Yeah, that's right. That I feel like that's foreshadowing for Ryan Johnson's like his deceptiveness. His de- with yeah, this exa- stuff, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Everything's not what you think it is. Right. Mentality of his approach to what he did with the film. That's a great point. Yeah. Uh, the shortly after a couple months later, we had Solo uh, come out in theaters, and uh, I feel like uh, this official teaser trailer uh, didn't come out too long after Celebration. It was in, uh, well, I guess it was it was the next year in February, so less than a year later, this this teaser trailer came out, and uh, Solo, the first what they would, uh, uh, well, sorry. Uh, the second of the anthology movies, which was going to be Disney's uh, kind of sub-series to the episodic Star Wars films that were going to be known as something, a Star Wars story. M- right. Much like how when Rogue One came out, it was Rogue One, a Star Wars story. This one is also marketed as Solo, a Star Wars story. They would have done a whole whack of that until Solo's box office totally ruined their plans and they just became a bit discouraged in making yeah. those types of movies. And I know there was there was a lot of speculation at the time that the reason why Solo didn't do well wasn't because Solo itself was bad, but because people were just dissatisfied with Last Jedi and didn't right. go to see Solo. That was a big... Uh, yeah, that was definitely a big thing floating around for a while, and, and I'm still, like... I'm not knowledgeable enough in, uh, of an... Uh, yeah, this is just rumor speculation. It, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. I'm um, not... Ru- yeah, I can't confirm any of that, but yeah, for sure. I remember hearing a lot about that. Um, and yet this... is a trailer, man. Like, I mean, I remember I remember seeing the casting for, for, Hayden, for Harrison Harrison's younger version... And I remember being a bit unsure at first. Yeah, I remember this was a big thing too because a lot of fans wanted to cast, I'm blanking on the guy's name, but there's an actor who played a young Han Solo in yeah. a World War II film. In Age of Adeline. There we go. Yeah, and uh, ended up being a different guy. But but uh, let's take a listen to this teaser trailer and uh, we'll, we'll talk about this. running scams on the street since I was 10. I was kicked out of the flight academy for having a mind of my own. I'm going to be a pilot. Best in the galaxy. Hey, kid. I'm putting together a crew. 
You in? That's yes. I might be the only person. Who knows? What you really are. What's that? trouble there for a second, but it's fine. We're fine. So I know if Phil were here, he would say this should have been a Dash Rendara movie. And, uh, you know, he's got a lot to say about the Solo movie. But I, I've always felt that Solo actually, like, it was one of the few things I went to the theater not expecting much for, for you know, much like after I saw episode seven, a bit discouraged when I went in to see some of the other films, but this one kind of the same thing. And I walked out very pleasantly surprised. And I was mm. actually, uh, I was actually kind of surprised as to how much I liked it more than I thought I would. Right. Uh, and what was your thoughts when you saw Solo? Well, I, I didn't have lowered expectations like you did. Cause I, I wasn't as bothered by the previous films. I think, right. um, I, so I went in expecting it to be good, and I liked it. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'd say it was it was uh, as I expected. I, the teaser trailer. When I first saw the teaser trailer, though, I uh, because I, I was kind of unsure about this because I knew that it was having issues. They had the whole directorial right. shift, yeah. right? Like I was just super unsure about it, right? Because of all this stuff, and because of how some of the previous films did, and this one was not looking good. And um, and then I saw the teaser trailer like that, and I was like dang, this looks amazing. Like, you know, and I love the sound in this teaser trailer. There's something about that little, like, the click and then, like, the, yeah. the super deep bassy guitar, like, boom. Yeah, it's so well edited, like, right? Yeah, it's just so good. And then, and then uh, you know, again, that familiarity with seeing this era that we just love so much, which is George's saga. You know, this movie fits in there perfectly. And, uh, and you know, I, I, I quite like the visual aesthetic of a lot mm. of what I was seeing, you know, the yeah. grunginess, not the polished new look that a lot of the stuff in the sequels had, like with the first order stormtroopers and all that. I troopers. Um, yeah. yeah. The eye troopers. Yeah. Yeah. This had that grungy old style original trilogy look that, that we all yeah, like so felt much. Right. And, and this is coming on the heels of the previous film that everyone loved in this era which was rogue one yeah yeah exactly yeah um and and the speeder i mean i i had to go out after the movie came out i had to go out and buy han solo's blue speeder because i just loved oh, it yeah. so much the book uh and yeah the, the book speeder yeah uh but yeah it, it's it's physically they made it and it's built on like an old dodge uh like a 1970s yeah dodge, that's so cool right? i love when they do so like cool that. right yeah and i just loved it so much i was like okay if there's one lego set i have to have from this movie it's got to be his blue speeder that he jacks on corellia and uh, and that sequence is still like it's still so great. Yeah, it's a good chase scene. Uh, it's we a good chase scene. Yeah. I feel like we don't get a lot of good chase scenes in Star Wars. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we don't. Uh, definitely not in the series. I would argue this is the best one because I prefer this to the one in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, the speeder chase in Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I would say this is better. This one is, has got. I think it's shorter and just it's the got more excitement. Is faster. Yeah, yeah, it's shorter, faster, and and yeah, overall just yeah, yeah exactly. And wouldn't even need to talk about it in comparison to Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, no, oh yeah, hundred percent. No, it's uh, it, it's it's way better. Um, and uh, you know, and Alden really blew me away with yeah. just how he like after five minutes I was sold. I was like, yeah, this is a young Han Solo. 
Yeah, me too. I know going into the trailer, I was very skeptical mm-hmm. because I, if you see the likeness of the guy from sorry, what was the movie? It's unbelievable. Age of Adeline. Age of Adeline. If you, it looks like his son. It's it's crazy, and he plays a young Han Solo in that, and so he he really portrayed a lot of Harrison's mannerisms. Yeah. And like how he talks and stuff. Yeah. And so if you watch he that, looks you watch like clips, he looks and, he, like and he even had a recording of himself uh, impersonating Harrison in A New Hope. And he did a really good job. And so going into this trailer, I was, I, in the back of my head, I'm like, I always thought like they should cast him that, this guy. But after watching the trailer, same as you, I was sold. I thought Alden did a fantastic job. His name is Anthony Ingerber. This is the original yeah. guy that was being fan casted to play a young Harrison Ford. So let's take a quick Man, listen. So and Harrison uh, Ford, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy. He's even got the hair and everything down pat. Let, listen to this. Solo. I'm Captain Millennium Falcon. Courier tells me you're looking for a passage to the Alderaan system. A fast ship? You never heard of the Millennium Falcon? It's the ship that made the Kessel run in less than 12 parsecs. I've outrun Imperial starships. Not the regular Balkan cruisers, mind you. I'm talking about the big Corellian ships now. It's in his eyes. He's just got the look, you know? He's got the same nose. Yeah. What's the cargo? Why, is it some kind of local trouble? Well, that's the real trick, isn't it? gonna cost you something extra. Ten thousand. All in advance. Yeah, but who's gonna fly it, kid? You? Seventeen, huh? Alright, you guys have got yourselves a ship. Leave as soon as you're ready. Docking Bay 94. Looks like someone's taking an interest in some of your handiwork. So like when you when you see the look of this guy, like he looks like young Harrison Ford, and uh, you know I know his voice sounds younger, but that's kind of the yeah. idea, right? Like he's supposed yeah, to be a like, gruff. Yeah, as he's supposed to be a young uh, a young Harrison Ford, and he actually was cast as a young Harrison Ford for like you said, like for Age of Adeline. So here's the clip here. Uh, you can take a listen to his uh, young Harrison Ford impression. No, you keep doing that. You're gonna flood your engine. Thank you for the useful tip. Well, you're going to get one hell of a tan at least. I'm sorry. I've done everything I could to get this thing started. I won't work. All right. All it needs is a push start. Um, just lose the brake. I'll give you a push. You pop your clutch and you'll take off. Ready? 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 Okay. Okay. As the, that's him. I mean, he just he just he's so on point. It's crazy. Yeah. So so after seeing that guy, I was like, how can anyone else possibly do better? Um, and uh, I feel like Alden Enrique really really he did he did put his own kind of spin, his own touch on the young solo character. Yeah. I'm wondering. It's funny because watching this the teaser and then the uh, Adeline trailer here. Or the clip, sorry. It would have felt like a very different movie. It would have, yeah, yeah. I feel like all 
Alden is a lot cheesier. He's a much more, yeah, he's also a more experienced actor, though. And I think that's why they chose him. Okay. Whereas Alden was only in Age of Adeline. Like, because, right. because, because he was of being, the likeness. Because yeah. of the likeness, yeah, exactly. He's more of an impersonator than an actor. Exactly. And they wanted someone that could carry a blockbuster movie that was, you know, they were banking hundreds of millions of dollars on. Uh, which it still didn't do well. <laughs> that be, yeah. That being said, I almost feel like, and this, I liked Alden, so I, I have no problem with the decision they made. Right. But I do want to say that George always took risks with his casting. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He always took a chance on a new actor. So it it does make me wonder if George was casting for this movie, uh, who he would have chosen. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering too. Yeah. Um, that brings us uh, finally up to episode nine, the very last theatrical Star Wars film that we've ever had. And and since then, it's just been Disney Plus releases, uh, which maybe we can do another podcast episode another time where we uh, take a look at how teaser trailers have cinematically changed across uh, Star Wars TV shows. But uh, starting with the holiday special. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. Or, or uh, the Ewok adventures. But we'll, we'll leave a skip button so you can jump over that. Yeah, yeah. We'll, we'll give you time codes. <laughs> Don't worry, everyone. Uh, <laughs> all right. Let's take a quick look and listen to the first teaser trailer for The Rise of Skywalker. We've passed on all we know. A thousand generations live in you now. But this is your fight. So that was, uh, that's the last one there. And uh, very, very cool parallel with uh, the title card of uh, every generation has a legend. 
Same exact words and title card as uh, what they used for the Phantom Menace trailer. Yeah, full circle. So f- comes full circle. Yeah, they. I mean, they were trying to make a uh, make a statement there with with really trying to push that whole. This is the last chapter yeah. that we're getting in Episode Nine, right? There's, it makes me wonder then if they watched the trailer for Phantom Menace before they they edited this together. Um, yeah, oh, I'm sure that I'm sure they did. I mean, I know I know it was very very tough for them to. Uh, I mean, JJ had come back. Uh, and uh, uh, I forget who the other writer was that was helping him out, but um, it was the pair of them uh, really trying to almost make sense of what the sequels had done so far uh, because of the shift in directing and the story. Uh, it was really trying to piece together not only a trilogy, but uh, a saga, which was you know a very daunting task. And I'm not surprised that that it's it's perceived the way it is in in most uh, uh, opinions uh because it was probably the hardest star wars movie that anyone has ever had to make yeah i can agree with that yeah yeah it was it was a big challenge for sure yeah um that, that being said this trailer it got me pretty got excited. me hyped yeah, you know pretty cool I, I was actually excited when i saw this trailer you know i was like i was unsure about the the, the title because i was a bit confused mm-hmm. as to what that might mean but um, and and as far as the emperor's return, I was kind of conflicted because I have read the uh, the Dark Empire expanded universe stories, which did resurrect the emperor, and I'd I'd always felt that it diminished Anakin's victory yeah. at the end of Return of the Jedi, his his redemption, right? Um, so I was a bit unsure about that, a bit queasy, but um, I loved seeing the uh, the second Death Star, uh, the uh, the big piece of it floating yeah, there, in the that ocean. That was so cool, honestly. The cinematography for that, yeah. and like just the it's great. It just leaves like so many questions. Like you want to see what's gonna happen there. It looks so cool. Yeah, yeah, and and the music was uh, was amazing. You know, it was it was uh, it was it was so. Uh, There's a lot of feeling there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yep. You know, shots of Ray with the tear running down her face as she's uh, hugging Leia, which at that point Carrie Fisher had passed away. So uh, to That's you know, right. a lot of us we were we were still uh, uh, you, you know wondering what they would do with this movie without without Carrie's presence and. Um, with their plan to not digitally recreate her like they did with a younger version of her in Rogue One, um, just going off of recycled footage that wasn't in the theatrical versions of Episode 7 and 8, I was like, how are they going to do this? Yeah, that's also super tricky. There were so many difficult challenges for this film. Oh, so many, yeah. Um, So, you know, I have a a lot more... uh, leniency uh, towards this one, uh, which which I'm less hard on this movie, knowing what the the difficulty that they had that they faced, almost like a hole that got got dug in for right. this movie that they had to try and climb itself out of. And, and you felt that way going into watching the trailer for the first time. Yeah, I did. Yeah. Uh, and and so knowing all this stuff before watching the teaser trailer, I was a bit nervous, but but it still got me excited to see you know how they would wrap it up. And then when I saw the movie, I was like, okay, well. That's that, you know, and I just I left the theater in in peace. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I wasn't happy. I wasn't unhappy. I was just. It was a movie. It was a movie, yeah. and it was put to bed. You know, the sequel trilogy was put to bed, uh, and that I think we just I just needed to personally move beyond okay. uh, this story. Uh, and and uh, but this teaser trailer got me got me. Uh, you know, I was I was ex- I was ex- I was intrigued. I was excited to see it, and there was a lot of feeling there. I remember when the first full length trailer came out. It was emotional. Yeah, it was. A lot of emotions in there. And, you know, it had me uh, even more excited when I saw the second teaser trailer. We got Lando in there. 
That's uh, right. Which we hadn't seen. The Lando laugh. Yeah, and we hadn't seen Lando since uh, since Return of the Jedi, so that was really cool. Yep, um, I was excited about that. And I have to admit, the acrobatics at the start when Ray jumps over the Tie Fighter are pretty cool. Yeah, it was cool. really cool shots. Yeah, and uh, and I love Luke's again. Luke uh, doing some audio for this teaser trailer, much like the Episode Seven uh, teaser or full length trailer where he's talking about. I think it was the full-length trailer for episode seven where he's where he's talking about the force in his family, and he says, mm. uh, "My father has it, right. I have it." And then at the very last line, he says, uh, or he says, uh, "My sister has it." And then he says, "You have that power too." That's and then right. and it's like it was like a new recording from Mark Hamill that 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 hyped up the idea that that he was talking to someone. And that dialogue, of course, never ended up in the movie, uh, but he was doing something similar. It was mirroring that tr- trailer that JJ had obviously done um, using the same kind of, uh, you know, narration from, from Luke Skywalker mm. saying that, you know, a thousand generations live in you now. And it, it's also I am all the Jedi. Yeah. And so, but and of course we never see that line. I don't think from my memory, we don't see it in the movie, but it was just a very cool parallel. Again, these trailers are respected in their own way for being its own kind of mini piece of cinematography. Yeah. Uh, featuring star wars in a way that you know we don't see in the theater it's just it's very condensed this is supposed to get you hyped that's all it's meant to do right a little it's like a window yeah it's like a window of emotion and feeling yeah. that you're just supposed to just coast on and enjoy i would say is like if you've ever been on a cruise like and you're in your, your little box room you have that really tiny window and you can just mm. see a little bit out of it that's what it is yeah exactly exactly yeah. It, 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 you know it's, it's like an advent calendar yeah. it's like an advent calendar it's like most people might be like why not just go to the store, buy yourself 10 chocolate bars and ha- or like 24 chocolate bars and just have one every day? Why spend maybe the same amount of money on a, on a box where you get like a little tiny piece or a bite, right? Like why bother, right? But is the excitement of getting, getting the progress, you know, like see, seeing, that, seeing it get towards what you're waiting for, uh, it's the little tease and it's the experience of enjoying that little tiny bit rather than a full-on thing, right? Yeah. And I don't know. There's something special about teaser trailers, uh, which they're 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 very carefully crafted, uh, and, and and it's you know I'm really there's an glad. art form to them. Yeah, there is, there is, there totally is. Uh, there, it, it you know because because it's not trying to tell a story. It's literally built to hype up the audience, right? It's supposed to get you into the theater. That's what it's designed to do. Uh, so I'm really glad that you and I have sat down and taken a look at all of these because Star Wars means so much to so many fans. Mm-hmm. And uh, so many of these teaser trailers have impacted generations of people to get out there, see a Star Wars movie, and them themselves become a Star Wars fan. Yeah. It's, it's, I'd say the most surprising thing for me is the jump between the original trilogy and the prequels because that the type of trailer just changed so much in oh, the 20 yeah. years. Because yeah. you think the gap between... And there was Terminator, oh. Jurassic Park, yeah. e- E.T. There's I mean, there's so many, so many things, yeah. right? But the trailers between the prequels and the sequels didn't change that much other than... like the, I'd say the style of trailer is pretty well the same. It's just that the sequel era had a lot more... Uh, dedicated shots and stuff specifically for trailer purposes mm-hmm. and audio and stuff yeah, yeah. much more crafted yeah. to designed to be a certain way yeah to, exactly yeah. so instead of taking what you can making something you're 
you're building something from scratch. Exactly. Almost. Yeah. But the original trilogy trailers, they just I feel like they just threw whatever they had at the wall. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it really. I mean, what we've seen here today is like um, the growth of a showcasing of what this movie's gonna be like into uh, really displaying. Uh, why why this movie is going to be good and why you should see it in the theater, right? Because like yeah, like you said, the, the prequels really just took shots from the film and tried to make an exciting kind of trailer out of it. And episode three did a great job at that. You know, it was uh, I would say uh, Phantom Menace as well, and yeah, Phantom Menace as well. Really great, great trailer. Um, and uh, and yet, and you know, here we are with with the sequels. Uh, the trailer editing and in these modern Disney Star Wars films is 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 amazing, mm-hmm. um, and especially like I'm at the solo like so creative with like the buttons and yeah, that's so cool. you know yeah. like man like we it's like that in itself is just it, it, this is all designed for the cheesy trailer right and and it's like there's there's certainly uh, an appreciation to be held about that because none of that's in the movie yeah it's just the trailers are held such a higher quality standard now oh yeah and a big i think a big part of that honestly is just a level of competition Mm -hmm. because when the original trilogy came out like films were still coming out but i feel like there wasn't nearly as many like as we said films were in theaters for like three months yeah Uh, and i'm sure all trailers were coming out were pretty similar where they were kind of rough and i feel like i feel like trailers really started to solidify over the 80s and into the 90s and then i'm i'm guessing what happened was the transition to digital allowed them to just have so much more control mm-hmm. oh yeah what we got in the early 2000s yeah exactly episode episode three i think was was a was a huge uh well actually it was it was shortly after that it was when well, youtube launched in what 2005 I don't even know. Uh, I think it was, uh, yeah, 2005. Yeah, so 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 uh, episode three was, uh, I think, uh, the trailer was on YouTube, um, possibly, you know, but it wasn't that big of a hit, right? Like YouTube right away. I mean, like once until Google bought them and 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 whatever else. Uh, I remember when know, that happened. Yeah. Yeah, Alphabet or whatever. Um, but yeah, it, it was. Uh, I mean, times times have changed, and now now of course. Uh, you know, with with the amount of smartphones and because uh, you know it's not like everyone had a smartphone in two thousand five. You couldn't just watch the episode three trailer just on the at the bus stop. Like that's got to be. The, I mean, I, the, I don't. When was the first iPhone? I think it was it's like it was there. like two thousand. Was it two thousand? Was it two thousand five? It was somewhere around that era, maybe two thousand and. Uh, it was two thousand. Yeah. Um, no, it's probably two thousand seven. Two thousand seven. Yeah, 2007. Okay, so it was right. So it was right after Avengers. So, so smartphones weren't really. Oh, sorry, good. I was just say good smartphones because there were smartphones, right. but good smartphones weren't really a thing. Running until... Windows Seven on your phone. <laughs> yeah. Oh my, my! One of my first phones was running Windows Vista. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's that's crazy. That's Windows, well, Windows Mobile Vista. It was yeah. Awful. I like, yeah. had the start menu on it, and it was so small, and like there was like the the files and everything. Jeez. So it's like you'd misclick stuff all the time, and it came with like a little stencil, the stylus, yeah. St- yeah, yeah, which you never use. And the screen was plastic, not glass, right? Yeah, yeah, it wasn't touch yeah. sensitive for like uh, was that a, there's a name for that? It was like yeah, like heat response. Or yeah, something. exactly. Yeah. Capacitive capacit- capacit- touchscreen. Yeah, yeah, it was it was pressure based. Yeah, <laughs> like push really hard on the screen. It's terrible. <laughs> Yeah, it's uh, uh, it, it times have changed, and you know now now uh, uh, you know we get we, we can subscribe to YouTube channels and and stuff on our 
smart TVs or Disney Plus streaming services have now become such a huge thing in the last couple of years that uh, that uh, really has changed the, the game because now now you can watch the trailers for Obi Wan Kenobi and or all these things on Disney Plus. Like you don't need it's to like the minute they launch. Yeah, the minute they launch, like the minute they're they're announced uh, as a thing, like you can go to Disney Plus. Boom, it's featured on the home screen. Launch the like watch the trailer for Miss Marvel or whatever, right? Like oh whatever the gosh. next big thing is. Yeah, and uh, you know it, it, it's it's a it's a different world to be living in. I feel like these teaser trailers are. Uh, you know, there's so much effort that's put into it, but I feel like they might be taken for granted a little bit. Because, oh, yeah, unquestionably. Yeah, I mean, like, let's not forget, people had to buy a movie ticket to go <laughs> yeah. and watch a freaking trailer. Like, yeah, like that's crazy. just insane, dude. I mean, like, like it's to- it's a totally different world. And, uh, uh, you know, I have a huge appreciation for all of these trailers. Oh, man, like, oh. which show was it? I can't even remember what it was, but I remember hearing that I thought it was like I think they they put on ads that the trailer was going to come out or maybe it was on like the news or something like oh, it'll be at this yeah. time and then everyone would get together you'd get the popcorn and everything and you'd watch some show that no one wants to watch yeah it was like a sports game or like the Brady well the Bunch Super Bowl or, was a big one it's still a big one for launching new yeah. trailers but yeah now it's I just guess not that'd as be similar but it's, it's that's that's even more hype this is like you're yeah. watching like say uh, Third Rock from the Sun or something. Right, like some like sitcom show or whatever, and you're not watching the show. You're waiting for a trailer. <laughs> you're waiting for the ad. Yeah, you're waiting for 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 the event of the night, which is you know the the Star Wars trailer or something. Um, uh, but yeah, it, no, it, it certainly we we've seen the times change uh, a lot. Even if it's just since the prequels. Uh, those of you guys listening who were live when the originals came out, I mean. Uh, uh, do you remember buying a movie ticket to watch just a teaser trailer? I would love to hear about that story if, if, there, if there is anyone out there. Uh, but, uh, I mean, you know, these, these uh, little things that get us hyped about these movies that we love so much have changed so much and evolved in their own cinematic way, much like movies have. And, uh, you know, I'm looking forward to uh, the next time we are able to talk about uh, the, the teaser trailers that have made these uh, series so successful as well. Uh, we can even do uh, on a per season basis. I, I I took a sneak peek back at the season one versus like the season three or four or seven for Clone Wars, and it's oh, mind boggling just how much of a difference it is. Oh yeah, unquestionably. Yeah, yeah. so I'm looking forward to that. But uh, yeah, Blake, I guess is there any last minute things that you want to bring up before we uh, close up here? Um, I guess I'm really curious when we're going to get the next theatrical Star Wars film. I think it's Taika Waititi's. I think it's Taika Waititi's. Okay, he's not doing a, a Disney Plus series. He's doing a film. He's doing a film, yeah. Okay. Uh, because the Rogue Squadron one was delayed, the Patty Jenkins one. That was that was marketed, but it was delayed. Uh, so his is supposed to be the next one based on what was revealed through the Vanity Fair coverage, uh, which we talked about a little while ago, um, uh, which covered Andor, Kenobi, and uh, um, Ahsoka, and Mandalorian. Okay. Yeah, it was featured in that magazine. They kind of hinted at the fact that would be the next theatrical release, which still not, you know, probably like two or three years away, but that'll be the next one to look forward to. Okay. So we cool. can look forward to another teaser trailer uh, in, uh, you know, maybe our 400th podcast anniversary will be, or <laughs> our episode, 400th episode launch celebration yeah. will be celebrating. Yeah, we'll a get Taiko Watiti on here and we'll, we'll break down the film. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, boys, what's up? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this New Zealander accent. That's right. Uh, yeah. Where's Fake Filoni? We haven't heard from Dave in a while. It has been a while. It's been a while. We'll have maybe, him on next time. Yeah, maybe we can we'll have him call in and talk about what happened uh, over the uh, the Clone Wars as it, as it <laughs> developed over different yeah, trailers. Yeah, exactly. We'll have him call in on that one. Yeah. Well, uh, until next time, I guess uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Keep flying. All right, and to uh, to all of you guys at home, big thank you for tuning into the show. Uh, we love uh, seeing our audience grow. And uh, if you want to leave a five-star rating on Spotify or iTunes, Apple Podcasts, whatever podcasting platform allows you to leave a couple stars for us, uh, you know, that helps us out a lot. Helps us out with the algorithms, helps people find the show. And uh, just from a hobbyist perspective of seeing this podcast grow, we love to see... Uh, our audience expanding. Uh, so those of you who want to share your Star Wars stories with us, your love for some of these teaser trailers and memories about some of these things, send us an email, swscapepodcast at gmail.com. Feel free to join the Discord. Send in an email. You can always email a voice clip or uh, at our SpeakPipe address. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram with the at tag. And uh, we will see you in the next one. May the Force be with you.